One, two, three, clap. One, two, three, clap. One, two, three, clap. Excellent. Yes, I, I've been watching Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yes. Vegeta was about you know to that, get a Namekki. <laughs> Did you know that Gabagool is an actual thing? Uh-huh. Gabagool. Yeah, it's basically it's a, it's Parody's a, derivative, it's a man. mini shark. It's a mini mini charcuterie board with the uh, prosciutto and uh, the breadsticks. Or is it yeah. just a oh, we're, meat? We're, yeah. we're talking about food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like basically prosciutto. I'm like. Yeah, no, Gabagool, Gabagool. is Capicola. Yeah, it's Capicola. Sure. It's a it's a it's a deli cut. Yeah, it's a series of meats and cheeses on a platter. You know what'd be a great game for you to try right now, Nick? Uh, with the quarantine and all that, isolation. Oh, alien isolation. A- alien isolation. A- alien isolation. Yeah, I'd rather not. I'd I'd rather not. But no, it's a mm-hmm. way for you mm-hmm. can know. It could always be worse. You could be stuck mm-hmm. in quarantine. You could be stuck in quarantine with a xenomorph. It, it, you know, it's just it's optimism. You know. Well. I'm stuck alone at home. Alone. So, I don't need to touch Alien Isolation. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're not alone. We're right here with you. In the same way that those no, monsters in the game watching. are with you. So, right. Right. I feel yeah, the closeness. Watch out for your air vents. If you see stuff dripping out, uh, don't walk underneath it. Good thing there's... Usually from I don't the have pod. central air, so I'm good. Good thing I don't have air vents either. True. You don't have to get the air freshener and a lighter to make a flamethrower. True. I switched, yeah. I switched to roll on deodorant shit. Oh, that's true. I was just... Picking hairspray. Do you hair use hairspray? No, you're a gel guy, aren't you? No, nothing. Nothing? nothing. How do you get that fucking sheen naturally? That what body? The fuck? I I have I have a um, I have that a, body, that hair, those eyes. Don't lie. I have a post shower hair moisturizer. That's more like oil, yeah. but it but I apply like a very tiny bit. But this is just how naturally it is. That was yesterday, so it's already gone. So it's just naturally this thick. Naturally this. Yeah, it made it difficult when my hair was longer. Yeah, uh, I, I some reason I love it. There's two memes out there that makes me crack up every time I look at them. The first one is it's a picture of a McChicken with way too much uh, mayonnaise on it. Uh-huh. It says I ordered a McChicken with extra. Not a McCum sandwich. McCum The other one is. How thick is that booty? And it shows uh, Donald Trump getting ready to go, like, getting ready to say it. Thick. <laughs> and for some reason, that one picture just, it makes me smile. But now I'm thinking about that damn Hickam sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> for me, lately, it's been the fucking uh, stonks meme. Stonks. Uh, for the stream, we should have, like, a meme of the day, uh, meme of the week or something I can put up on the stream. What's stonks? Anybody have a meme? You've not seen the stonks memes, dude? No. Alright, Nick, find a stonks meme. That's going to be the meme of the week. I'll throw it up. It's the flavor oh, of the week. Either that or I'm going to put the uh, the dick machine up there. I don't no. want to put the dick machine <laughs> up on stream. Sorry, uh, automatic semen extractor. Oh, God. That thing. <laughs> yeah, did you forget last episode? That was a real doozy. Oh, it really was. Oh, I got to do stuff for restream. Shit. Shit. Uh, also, I just called this casual quest instead of casual master quest. Or casual <laughs> quest masters. Master quest 092. Update that. Uh, connect. No. Shit. No. Not to mine. I'm not gonna put any social alerts uh, through Restream up. Nick, I will. I'll let you do that because I feel like I automated your rollout and that. Wait, so I actually have to do things now? 
Jesus. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know what's unbelievable? Your fucking hair. I was gonna say astrophysics, Thank you. but okay, this is this is a solid one. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't what? do what? I thought you were gonna make a dad pun. <laughs> no, I just put in a stonks meme for you. Oh, you did? Wonderful. You like triggered Glenn. What the fuck? <laughs> Don't worry, the dad jokes will return next week. I want more. I was being. I was being kidding. I was joking. I was being, being kidding. kidding. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> um, you were the kid. I wanted to be the kiddie. What, is stonk, what does stonks? What does stonks mean? Is it stocks or is it yeah, stinks? Yeah. Yes, it's yes, it's it's stocks. A, yeah, the meme version of stocks. Then <laughs> are you being a boomer right now? You have money at home. Put on some clothes. Put all the money in a plastic bag. And put it outside. Collecting all the plastic bags. Safety here. <laughs> right, that's good. Uh, not the best picture to put on stream, just because it's no. It's not pretty... like I couldn't find any like solid stonks memes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Glenn, you might appreciate this. Have you seen the he's small thing? Like That's lit. <laughs> Links are spoopy. Hell yeah, I know. Beam me up. Oh, here it is. Here you go. Uh, this is a funny D&D one that I like a lot. <laughs> this is how I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of how I picture <laughs> Vol with everybody. <laughs> saw that on Facebook the other day and it made me smile so I figured I'd share that laughter with you all here today I like to make my friends smile as well uh laughter is a very important thing in the world especially with how dark things are considering the uh global pandemic why don't you just go outside it's daytime still nighttime um I've got the tweet ready whenever you go live I can hit tweet going live let's see what I can burn up drop tweet. them frames I fucking dare ya Pussy, you won't. Oh, thank God, it's not. Uh, all right, we are live as shit. No me. Yeah. Who's hosting? Not it. I kind of want to host. I don't want to touch my nose now. Use nose goes. Yeah, but then, then, so if I don't touch my nose, then you get to do it. Nick, if you want to host, then you got it, buddy. I feel like. Does Nick want to host? Nick, you want to host? You so. You are, like, <coughs> horny for hosting. I can tell. Man, you are, like, a cloud server right now. You want to host so hard. <laughs> if you want to host, you're more than welcome to host. I could host as well. Like, we could both host. We played this game before. Like, either one of us could do it and be okay. Okay. How about this? We both host, and we try to beat each other with segues. Are you going to be riding Whoever those segues land- around in Canada? And it has to be a segue that makes Glenn laugh. You'll huh. be the neutral judge. If it works, then we switch over and you're now the host. So we got to land a good segue between each section. I dig it. Speaking of sections. It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, if we're going to do that by sections, uh, it's probably going to be the most work getting over to the tangent war chest because that's going to be the C section. It's the third section no okay is it having a baby we're all males having a baby c-section third trimester third section got it okay also c <laughs> abc c- is easy as one c- two three no too simple tyler wouldn't make something so simple it has that's to be why glenn is not layered <laughs> it has to be like fourth level chess where no one gets it otherwise it's not fair but then that one person when fucking light yagami from death notes like 
I see what he's doing. That's like, that's my boy. He's my host. But I realize I gotta apply this to Glenn logic, so I gotta go testicles. Aha! Perfect segue right there. I'm gonna ride them balls. Uh, just about you know those things that you can like you hold the little handle and you bounce on. I just imagined a set of them that just looks like balls. <laughs> you bounce around. On <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's something like that. Like, like I bu- I'm guessing there's a good TV show in Japan in the the early 2000s where they probably had something like that. Oh, we are in the 21st century. Anything that you ask for probably exists. I saw all real monsters, man. Those monsters were terrifying. Like the uh, dude that held his also, hand. How did Draco? His eyes. His eyes. Yeah, he like walked around and held his eyes with his hands. He was creepy. Oh, you're talking about our real monsters? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. I really like that show, but sometimes it freaked me out. Same with Rocco's Modern Life. I- I'm pretty sure All Real Monsters was my sexual awakening. What? Don't be surprised. Tyler's a furry. We know it. You're a furry? 100%. I'm a furry? Yes, you are. But I'm not a, I'm not a Sonic fan. <laughs> I don't That's know. True, the two actually. are mutually exclusive. <laughs> are they, though? I, I feel like if you're the draw furries and Sonic in a Venn diagram, it'd be a perfect circle. I'm calling it now. I don't know. Blanket statements make me uncomfortable and a little too warm sometimes. Oh, oh, oh. okay. You're right. It's, it's summer. You're funny. I guess Glenn's hosting. He just—it's <laughs> spring. It's not spring. It's still winter. It's spring. You're spring. Isn't it spring in like two days? Oh, yeah. That never really matters for a while. I mean, you're in California where every season it's is basically like, yeah, lukewarm and dry. Yeah. <sighs> I never have allergies anymore though, so that's nice. That is nice. Okay. Uh, all right, Nick. We're, uh, should we? How do we decide who starts it off then? Since we're both hosting, you want to rock Ooh. paper scissors it? Mm-hmm. Spicy. Just one time. One time. Rock paper scissors. Go. So I'm gonna get really paranoid because there's go on a go lag between you. I I promise I'm not gonna change. Rock paper scissors. Go. Okay. I'm gonna close my eyes. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Rock paper scissors. Go. All rock. Fuck. We're we're. <laughs> Oh, God, there can only be one Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Call it again. Rock, paper, scissor, go. Is that paper? That is paper. He right. wins. Th- thank you. I-, I was like, come on, uh, your open hand. That's brick brick. What do you mean? It looked like a karate trap to me, you know? The- Bruce Lee, enter the fist. Bruce- Guess what? Pokemon rules, fighting beats rock, so... This is true. Mm. This is true. Well, it is. Also true. Big brain right here. Watch out. I'm gonna machoke you out. <laughs> I always I always go rock, so... I mean, he's such a popular wrestler back in the Attitude Era, and I really really respect, uh, like, he changed the way that things were handled in the (sighs) You smell what the rock is cooking! I've never watched wrestling. And then also, you know, Dave Bautista and other other wrestlers that followed him. All I remember is Triple H, Rey Mysterio, Bautista, The Undertaker. Sting, dude. And The Rock. The only one that mattered. Sure, I believe you. What about Stone Cold? That guy was overrated. The, the, the I could kick himself with my yes. pinky. He's such a Some nice man, Steve though. Steve Austin proved that you only have to drink 10% of a Bud Light can. But he's such a nice man. <laughs> the rest you can wear. Yeah, that's true. I got that but reference. You can wear because, it? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I He watched. would love to <laughs> shake it or otherwise rip a can of either Bud Light or Budweiser, and then he would just douse over his face like he's taking a shower, and I think he would drink just... You know, uh, just a little uh, bit of it. Okay. And, and then it just turned into a cologne. 
He was on an episode of um, the on Hot Ones where he was eating the chicken wings and he was talking all about the wrestling and stuff. And he just <sighs> genuinely is a very well spoken man. I was yeah, uh, I'm sure he is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I was surprised because that just seems to imply that wrestlers aren't the smartest people. But like, it was just an you know, it was it was uh, like it was refreshing. That makes it. That makes me sound even worse. I think refreshing. No, that a wrestler well, I mean, was based well on the spoken. facade they put up, it doesn't seem like they would be. So it's not weird right. to say that you know you wouldn't well, think them to be intelligent or well spoken. Well, I part of I mean, the point of it is also they're like they're great not, actors. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They're good actors. So like I yeah, and you know wrestling is fake. So you can't um, you can't um, expect <laughs> the general populace real. to it's... know that. It's our definition of wrestling that is fake at this point. Agreed. WWE is uh, is well trained scripted. and performed. It's super scripted, but it is still a sport in my mind because they have to be very in very good shape and they have to be very well trained um, to do the things they do. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, discount to that, not take you know? anything like, away from yeah because it takes a lot of strength to also not injure each other because they're constantly oh, yeah. trying to not injure each other too while they look like yeah, they are. Like, <laughs> yeah. Going to like an ice skating rink during a performance and going, ha, fake. Well, no, they, they yeah, they're they're gonna do the same thing that they've been training the entire time the plan for it, but it's still a performance and ice skating is still real. Yeah, I know, but wait, but I who's saying ice skating is, is, is that, fake? That's the thing is that most just, people are saying like a lot of people do ma- maintain that they believe that the wrestling is absolutely real and okay. the results are not scripted and those people are dumb. That's so I was hinting more at that. I was talking more yeah. at like the wow. fact that way the slam yeah. the entire southern United States. <laughs> Most of I have a bunch of family in Alabama. They'll be fine. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, they love it up here. But Canadians, at least, they watch it for the drama. So like oh, we're yeah. watching it for like the comedy because it's a show. It's Nobody not watches like... the hills because they want it to be real. That crap isn't yeah. real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're we're going off on a tangent. It seems like already right. we have a different tangent. <laughs> Man. I miss the days where we could just have people come back to life after dying on stage, bursting out of a coffin. <laughs> Is that a reference to something in wrestling? I'm pretty sure The Undertaker has either, I think he like died twice uh, in the ring, but then he comes back to life coming out of a coffin so he's on like, stage. He's like every like Marvel character or DC Listen, hero. Glenn. Have died once before. We'll come back. I'm pissing off WWE fans. I'm pretty <laughs> sure at this point. Don't let this man distract you from the fact that in 1998, the Undertaker threw hell off a cell or whatever that fucking copy pasta is. I was hell trying. off I a really cell. Tra- what is hell it? Hell in a cell. Um, let's see. Don't let this man distract you from the fact that in 1998, the Undertaker threw mankind off hell in a cell and plummeted 16 foot feet through an announcer's table. That's a copy pasta. It's a standard meme that goes around. Well, if we're going to wrap it up and segue into the actual show, then Nick, if uh, that's all you knew about Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I will give you one last thing. Know your role, not host. Ooh. Sorry, uh, that, that's one of, his, one, of, one of his quotes. Know your role. Okay, that felt mean. I'm very sorry. Uh, <gasps> shit. Nick's not responding, and the fact he didn't like him make a face or anything. Seems like he's just taking he, it. He's, ready. he's no selling it wrestling terms no selling which means i kind of want to like ask a question that's gonna derail it even further nick if you could do one wrestling move if you if you had to do one wrestling move in real life the only thing that sticks out in my memory that you can physically do that i could physically do yes if you could physically perform it uh, let's say you were able to train it but you know you were you had the physical capabilities of doing it what would it be 
I could probably, I don't have a lot of arm strength, but I feel like because it seems more of like a judo move, I could probably pull off, um, uh, what is it called? A suplex? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you got to understand because since it's scripted, you, uh, they, the person you're throwing up in the air will also kick off. So you don't yeah. have to have as much arm strength as what you, you know, realize. Right. And it's more about momentum and gravity. So like grabbing them and then just going like, you know, pulling your weight up and around and back. Yeah, I should, I could probably do that because I have like good leg strength, but not arm strength. Plus good core strength, especially if you're going to go for like the classic suplex, getting yourself completely yeah. vertical. There's only a few I mean, few moves that I remember from like my friends growing up discussing it. One of them being the Tombstone Piledriver. Oh, the one that fucking that crippled Steve Austin. That's why he had to quit WWE because his head hit the ground so hard that it damaged his neck, and that's why he can't do wrestling. He just looks badass nowadays. Wait, how uh, does he look badass if he can't walk? He can walk. He just can't. You know, just, like, like a run major and... injury. Yeah. Oh, you said he was Have crippled, so s- I was like, oh god. Well, it it crippled his wrestling career. Would probably be a better way of saying okay. it. Okay, okay. Not I mean, literally, you see him in movies walking around menacingly, but unfortunately, he can't. <laughs> well, I mean, who am I to say what oh, he can and can't do? I'm right. sure he was in the remake of uh, the Longest Yard. With Adam Sandler. I was also gonna say uh, Looney Tunes back in action, but uh, yes, that too. <laughs> Longest Yard was a good movie. I liked it. I thought it was a fun movie. Especially that was the one with Adam Sandler, and, right? Yeah, Adam Sandler and yeah, yeah. Burt Reynolds and Chris Rock. and yeah, Like, if movie. Steve Austin was still as agile or as strong as he was back in those days before he took that injury, I'm pretty sure he would be in fucking, like, Fast and Furious or, you know, Expendables or something like mm-hmm. that. And uh, unfortunately, you know, his roles have to be limited, but, you know. They, because of physicality, everybody, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just surprised anyways. we haven't talked about the greatest wrestler of all time because I don't understand how you could fight against him. How do you fight against something you can't see? What can't you see? Can't see him. <laughs> oh, that terrible actor who used to be a wrestler? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is spicy. I don't him? like it. Oh, I was I'm, just trying I'm to a, mean. Here's the thing. John I'm an actor. Cena is funny. Here's the, he's funny. But the thing about it is, I get spicy when, as an actor, I see people like Lady Gaga and John Cena getting roles where they're getting paid millions of dollars because they have a name people recognize. They're not good actors. Well, Lady Gaga's pretty decent. But John Cena's just a guy who might be kind of funny, but he's not an actor. But he's getting paid millions of dollars. So, I yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think they, he's, he's, sorry, he's an actor, just not in the right genre. I don't know. Got an episode title for the pre-show, Hustling That Hate. I don't know. I don't dislike them. I just get frustrated when I see people being successful in the world in a world where a lot of other people are striving for it and they just get it because of who they are. They didn't work for that. They're like, you're John Cena. You're a wrestler. We need somebody who's big and muscly. You can say words, right? Cool. You'll sell us millions of tickets. I can say five words. That's four more than Brock Lesnar. You're in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny so you gotta give him a little bit of respect the way he was able to throw a six thousand pound boulder when he appeared in the animated scooby-doo episode is pristine if he can do that you're not giving him enough credit animated the fuck you say? wrestling's animated it was all scripted but he was still able to do it glenn you gotta understand I mean, you could you could draw me throwing a world. That doesn't mean that I actually threw the world. Hey, well, not with that I, attitude. I was gonna say, uh, 
with your hot takes, you've been throwing the world in a loop. I am the loop. What are we talking you about are. today? <laughs> I don't want to talk about wrestlers anymore. <laughs> My brain hurts. I don't like wrestlers. It feels... It's like the trial version of talking about wrestling after 20 minutes, time's up, and it's like you gotta drink a bottle of bleach in order to get further into it. And also you have to pay like 80 bucks. I did meet meet Dave Batista, and he's really, really nice. He's super short, though. No, he's not. He's like six foot six, dude. Really? Why does he look so short? He's giant, man. Everybody else is seven feet. Have you seen him standing next to Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt is 6'3". He looks tiny, though. I don't know what it is that I'm... I think you're five foot two every single day, even though you're clearly pushing six feet. So it's like, yeah, I'm like an inch off. Are you five eleven? Oh, I'm about an inch off. You keep talking like that. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest. This is going to be episode 92. Coming with me today, Tyler Vito, is going to be Glenn Houston and Nikhil Chodimella. Glenn, how you doing, buddy? Wonderful. Excellent. What about you, Nick? I haven't had anything to eat or drink today except for half this can of beer. Oh, is that beer? That is beer. Kokanee. Glacier, Glacier Fresh Beer. Not sponsored, by the way. Hashtag not an ad. I, is Kokanee Co- like a Canada beer? Cockney? I don't know how you my it's probably Co- I would say kokany because I don't want to say cock in a word. I don't know. Cock is kind of tight. Cockany? That just sounds like you're saying cockney slowly. Like the people from I, I mean maybe maybe that's the reason. It is I a, love how it is a Canadian beer by the way. Yes. Excellent. I love how we're like we don't want to talk about wrestling anymore for the pre-show and then we immediately like Canadian beer. I don't like saying the word cock. It makes me and, uncomfortable. And this is this is probably, I would argue, maybe the Bud Light of Canada, because it's pretty mm-hmm. light. It's Rocky not Mountain like, piss water. It, uh, it's not piss water. Like I'd prefer this over Bud Light. It's just very, it's very, it's like fizzy water. Really, it's, it does it doesn't have a lot of taste, but it's nice. It's like it's all I had in my fridge. I'm in isolation. I'm gonna pick it up because mm-hmm. the next I have is Sleeman's Honey Lager. Whoa, uh, Canada is interesting with their beer naming conventions. Sleeman's and. Yes. Cockney? Yes. It's just all dick things. So, <laughs> I'm gonna throw what can some I say? We're funny down people. my throat. And I'm gonna finish <laughs> quenching my thirst with a nice cockney. Sleeman <laughs> is good, though. Uh, so, before we get banned from Twitch, uh, is there a uh, drink flavor or uh, a drink brand called uh, La Bolt? I'm sure there is. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was, like, from Michigan or if that's a Canadian... For some reason, I think of the, uh... Are we talking about LeBat? LeBalt. Sure. Yes. That. Uh, it's a uh, it's a Canadian, uh, Pilsner? LeBat Blue? Yeah, it's a Canadian Pilsner. Oh, but... I just I, looked it up. For some reason, I kept thinking, like, that would be, like, the drink all Canadians would drink. Kind of like their equivalent to Bud Light. But, uh, if... It, <laughs> If it's Cockney, I'm all for it. No, Cockney's not it. You. We've got Sleeman's Cockney, Molson. Uh, Molson sounds the most normal so far, and that's kind of concerning. Coors yeah. Light. Um, oh, there's one. Uh, there's something I can latch on to. Something I recognize. Yeah, yeah Coors Light uh, is branded as Canadian, I think, or at least it has Canada imagery, but I think it's more Pacific Northwest. Uh, Molson is not bad. I think that's more national but like we like especially out here in vancouver we like our craft beers so, so this is just fair. a country I mean, full of uh hipsters 
Uh, no, these are the more like I mean, standardized commercial companies, but Vancouver specifically, we have a lot of craft breweries. Oh, okay. And to be fair, Glenn, Vancouver is like a stone throw away from Washington State, which is like the Just, world's capital for hipsters. So, yeah. I mean, if if there's a little migration here and there, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, let the influence happen. Is <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, so with everything that's been going on about a certain thing that's been in the air. Uh, Nick, you've been sitting in isolation. That's kind of rough, man. How do you feel? Can you feel the love? It's in the air. No, it's not. It's not the love that's oh in God. the air. Uh, Something else. Completely different. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I, there's no saving grace to that lyric you just made in, like, two different fronts, at least. Um, I don't know. I'm doing all right. Kind of kind of boring. It's hard to get motivated. Hard to stay motivated. It's um, still got class. Online classes. It's uh, going all right. Yeah. Not really done much cooking, not really gone out much. I have to go get gas in my car soon. Oh, no. My battery died the day that the quarantine went through <laughs> in California. It's not canceled. literally used your car, or? They can't, well, I mean, my wife has a car, so we're okay. But, like, they canceled. You can't travel non-essentially out, out of the state or to Mexico, like, uh, out yeah. of California. The governor put, a, like, a lockdown on the state. It's, um... It's it's not reached uh, those levels yet here, uh, because for the most part, I think uh, the rates have not been as bad, um, like the infections. But it, it's going all right. Uh, all like the food delivery services have gone contactless, so they just drop it at your door, and then you get a notification when it's like arrived. Mm. Um, yeah, I re- I realized with having to officially cancel my end of the Canada trip over to Vancouver. Uh, Basically, I'm, if I was able to get a hotel room at this point, I would be sitting there, you know, waiting for a text message to get food from a Canadian that I wouldn't be able to even see. And that's kind of, you know, frustrating, if not just flat out depressing. It's like that over here. Like, every single place, it says either carry out or delivery. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Uh, and all non-essential businesses uh, are to close at a certain time. Except GameStop. Not, Except for GameStop, because apparently they are fucking economically essential. We are there on the to brink of the new- like bankruptcy a little while ago. <laughs> I mean, aren't they on the brink of making up illogical bullshit so they can stay open? Yes. Oh, I uh, sorry uh, to derail this a little bit. Did you see that uh, Reggie joined the GameStop board? Who's Reggie? Really? Yeah. W- w- <sighs> Oh, crap. I'm speaking in tongues. Uh, what did you just say, Glenn? I don't know who Reggie is. That's you don't know who Reggie Filson is? Okay, uh, he was originally the Nintendo of America's president up until last year. Uh, he oh. retired. He's one of the most uh, prominent figures in this decade of Nintendo's history. Oh. Sorry, I, sorry, I, I, I blue screened for a second when you said that, and it freaked me out, and... Yeah, Don't he joined, worry, I'm, I'm back in line. He joined GameStop's board of directors uh, this month. Well. Is that good or bad? It's interesting. It's it's like putting hands together concerning that kind of thing. Uh, it's like, huh. That's, it, it's like, uh, the one thing about Reggie is he was always optimistic and it felt like he could bring hope to places anytime it felt bleak in any shape or situation. So... It almost feels like when he walks into a conference room, there's going to be light, uh, like, just blasting behind him as he walks in. He's like, all right, don't worry, guys. I'm here now, kind of thing. And so it's it's weird. I don't really want light to shine on GameStop of all places. So it's like, hmm, maybe this is his version of crusading into hell? I don't know. 
Maybe he wants to fix the company and make it a better place for people to grow and for games to be shared in the world. Make it a place that GameStop people enjoy. is one of the biggest platforms for physical physical media over here in the States specifically, but, you know, obviously, I think over in Canada, it's, most of it's... Is it GameStop or is it still an electronic boutique? Uh, it's EB, but they're owned by um, parent company. EB Games? Games? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember EB Games. It's GameStop, so I mean, if it makes you feel yeah. better, and then GameStop also has like outlets and uh, like stores out in uh, parts of Europe. So I feel branding. like if he can somehow convince them that money is not important as worker wages and all that, then I'd be glad. But I mean, I just feel like at that point he's gonna settle down, get a nice, comfy job, maybe become the face of the company. That would be pretty wild, but. Well, remember also, it's just he's board of directors, so let's see what happens with that. And I feel like right. with GameStop, knowing GameStop's history, if if Reggie was selling hope in GameStop, like, hey, here, buy some hope for sixty nine ninety nine, and you're like, thanks, and then you go and use the hope for a couple of months and come back, hey, I used this hope, how much can I get back for it? 50 cents. That's probably what's going to happen. Because hope 2021 is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they'll buy it from you and uh, sell it back for like 20 bucks, because that's what GameStop does. So with, uh, are you working from home for school and all that stuff then, Nick, or? Yep, we have online classes and stuff uh, through um, uh, different, um, like, conferencing tools and things like that. Like, my programming course is fairly easy. Like, she just, our prof records her lectures. And then for, like, our project, which is really all we have left, it's 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 possible to do it online with my my group so it's not that bad so that works out just fine i'm just more concerned right. about the exam that i have for that how our prof's going to handle it uh the challenge is my acting course um he wants to keep that going but he's trying to like figure out how to do it in a way that's that would make sense because he's using this as a um um not as like a like a strict like uh, like he's not like being a dick and be like you can still like do it despite the fact that the whole fucking country is on a lockdown no he's like let's use this as a challenge to figure out some way even though you can't physically act or meet up especially because my partner yeah. she her family is from vancouver island and so she moved back there in the middle of all of this so i can't even see her um so like even just meeting up and they don't even want us to meet up the school's like all right you shouldn't be meeting up for group projects uh so he's like let's figure out a way to do this if you have any ideas or if i come up with something we'll figure it out and find something interesting or a different way to present your last scene so we're still kind of working on that which i'm like okay i appreciate the challenge and then my other course as well most of it can be done online so yeah that's fair i'm trying to think of uh like how they would do it I'm trying to imagine speed dating, like how you uh, you did that one time, right. but now it's it's like, all right, we all got to meet up in this online room. You have five minutes with the Skype call. What I'm actually going to do, for, especially for my acting scene, because it's a two-person scene, I might do, and I think I might uh, pull you in on for help, depending on how you feel about this, I might do a uh, radio-style two-person scene. Like a radio drama? Something like that, or yeah. Or an advertisement? Like advertisement? More, more, more drama, because it's a, well, it's, it's a comedy scene, so it's a skit. Basically, it's a skit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, the skit skeeter two thousand over here, old Tyler. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's kind of like what I had in mind, and I think he'd be okay with that, uh, especially if you presented to him in that format. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Speaking of having to do work from home, Glenn, your wife has been doing a lot of work from the house, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, starting on Monday, she uh, was Still full time from home, so. She wakes up at like 7.30, goes out there and starts work at 8 and takes a break around noon and 
nice because I get to like see her a lot whenever I, you know, take a break or step out of the, you know, room when I'm streaming or working on other things. I can say hi to her. It's really cool. <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic. What's going on, man? Bro, I'm just like sleepy today. I don't know. I'm in a weird mood. A weird mood? Do you... Do you want to, apparently this is becoming a big thing nowadays, uh, do you want to try a sleep stream? Sleep stream? Yep, apparently there's now streams out there of uh, just watching people sleep. <laughs> For the audio listeners, Glenn just gave a look of complete and absolute horror. Oh, that sounds terrible. I talk in my sleep a lot. I don't want to By the way, you get subs? Can you imagine getting subs for talking in your sleep? Oh, uh, like... Because that was, was like, when I was a kid, that was my dream job, is just, like, testing mattresses. That's how sleepy of a kid I was. I was like, I like to play, and I like to sleep. Nobody's going to pay me to play, so might as well see if they'll let me test mattresses. That was my logic. <laughs> well, Glad, I got news for you. For <sighs> only, technically, no money and maybe some pities, you could sleep on a mattress and have people stare at you for hours at a time. Ugh. That feels like the second best thing. <laughs> no, it's been really nice to be able to see her. And I know that she loves not having to commute two hours a day. So um, also, she's kind of hoping with this that, you know, she's proven to them that she can work from home and that maybe it would be valuable for her to get a couple days a week in from home. So she doesn't have to spend as much on gas and that sort of thing. Um, right. So. It's just it's weird because working from home has a lot of obviously benefits from mm -hmm. it. But at the same time, it uh, almost feels like there's a different style of uh, regiment that you have to provide yourself when you're working from home. Because you think like, huh, I'll just wake up whenever I fucking want. I'll put on my slippers, I'll have coffee, I'll fuck off for hours, and then I'll do a couple hours of work and they won't know the difference. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can certainly try that. <laughs> she's, say, uh, yeah, she's connected to a VPN go. so that she has to log her hours and be on her computer for the entirety of the time. Like... She's got to, like, they're keeping pretty heavy tabs on everyone because they need to know that you're actually working when they're paying you. So. Right. And that's unfortunately fair. <laughs> like, it stinks because over in my job and almost every truck uh, company uh, nowadays, they now started putting cameras in the uh, window facing the driver and outside just for insurance and other purposes, just mm -hmm. to make sure that they're actually obeying the rules because there's been so many issues with drivers starting to fall asleep, uh, that starting to nod off, starting to, you know, uh, eat, drink, smoke, vape, jerk off in the truck while it's moving. And it's becoming a huge problem over in the trucking industry. And yes, Nick, you had a hot take, I think. No, I was just uh, wooing in agreement. Oh, but I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want that to be heard, so. Uh -huh. Was that wooing at the guys <laughs> jerking it in the truck? Hell yeah, brother. Uh -huh. If I can't jerk it while I'm at home, might as well jerk it while I'm on the road. Body positivity, baby. Let's go. Show everybody what you got. <laughs> You're just on the road. Please. Hell yeah, it's 2020. Can't king shame me, motherfucker. Fellow like truck drivers, what you do in your truck when it's parked is your business, but goddamn, please don't do it on the road. You gotta keep your hand on the other stick shifter. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Just because you're driving an automatic now sticks. doesn't mean you gotta... <laughs> I can multitask. <laughs> Are you a goddamn tank driver from World War One? <laughs> yes. How did you know? Oh, oh. Ooh, man. Right, sorry, didn't mean to dig into that little dirty little secret. Uh... So you've probably been having a lot of fun playing games and whatnot. Have you been watching anything interesting? Me? You. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. I did. This is just something I didn't realize is that a lot of movies, uh, kind of because we, me and Sarah just have a pretty similar, like, 
we watch the same things over and over. We're really boring. It's like, all right, we watched The, the Office. Let's watch Parks and Recs again. All right, now we just got to watch New Girl again. Um, but we were looking through the list and Hook was on there. And it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I love... Hook, hook. give me the hook. hook. Yeah. Hook, hook. Uh, fun fact, Dante Bosco, who played Rufio, um, is also the voice of Prince Zuko in uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. So, um, no shit. Yeah. Uh, but, That's awesome. Oh, you'll definitely hear it if you if you if now that you know, you'll hear it and be like, oh, my God, it's Rufio. <laughs> uh, uh, did you know that the person that played Genie in Aladdin also was the person that played as Peter Pan? Yes. I knew that was Robin <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely knew that. Robin Williams is kind of like my idol because he's like a guy that is a good actor, but was not just like a sex hunk. That's why guys like, uh, oh, what's his face? Like Channing Tatum. That guy, at very least at the beginning, was not good. He just had a lot of abs and could dance. And Hell yeah, he reason. did. But now he's pretty funny. He's found a rhythm. But like Robin Williams didn't have any of those things. He had wonderful yeah, eyes. Yeah, but we had, but we had fucking was... Dustin Hoffman. Oh, mm. Dustin Hoffman. Oh, my God. He but can yeah, hook both of those up guys. with me all day. Dustin Hoffman is five foot six. <laughs> Robin Williams is five foot six and a half. These are short guys that are not known for being attractive that in the 90s were staples. 90s and 80s and before were staples in modern in cinema at the time. That just doesn't happen anymore. There are very few average looking dudes that can act their asses off in Hollywood. And so that they are kind of role models for me. So, OK, anyway. but listen, hear me out. Mm. Hear me out. Adam Driver. I'm, I'm listening. Adam Driver is still a good-looking guy to some people. Tall, dark, and broody. Okay, but he can act. That's what yeah, I was hitting at. But he, oh, he but can he act can his act. ass off. But he he's not like an average-looking dude to me. You know what I mean? I feel like it's also interesting that we, we're talking about all these characters from Hook, and we completely just discredited uh, Julia Roberts for her role as Tinkerbell. And it's like, oh, okay. Julia yeah. Roberts. Uh, oh. Oh, uh, oh no! Country She's of the wonderful. I love Julia Roberts, and she killed it as Tinkerbell. You know that place between sleeping and dreaming, where you remember what you were dreaming about. That's where I'll always love you. I've never watched Hook. Oh, it's what? Yep. I don't want to hear from you, Reggie. <laughs> Who's Reggie? It was four. Ah, it was four years before my time. <laughs> what do you What do you want from me? I was only freaking like I was like five when it came out. Like I was. I wasn't even old. born. Okay, that's fine. Have you seen Citizen Kane? It's, American no. Beauty? No. 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 I'm about, <laughs> to, I'm about to piss off everybody. I was, Citizen Monty I was Python about to jump on Chip and Glenn, and he just made me walk the plank immediately. Mind Python on the Holy Grail? Nope. Okay. Life it's of physically Brian? impossible, Glenn, to watch nope. a movie that's before the year that you were born. I've seen Monty Python. You guys are just messing. You're trolling. This you, is just I, no, I like met all the, Monty Python. Okay. Fucking okay, say it, I dare you. 100% all the movies you just listed off, I haven't watched a single one of them. So you're telling me that you've never seen a movie that came out before you were born? No, no. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the movies that you listed off, I haven't watched them. Okay. Well, you just that's what I'm as saying. If that, if, as if that was a universal truth for you. And I was like, that's unfortunate because there's a lot of good cinema before 19... Oh, yeah. No, there is. I just, I don't know I just haven't gotten around to it. 95. Those are Close. valid. Hook is very good. Either way, I really enjoyed it. I cried a lot. It's magical. It's beautiful. Um, I love Hook. So that was There's great. A movie that I've been needing to see myself, and I'm hoping to give myself a chance to see it soon. And uh, <laughs> nope, 
I want to see Titanic 2. I don't. 100 years later, lightning strikes twice. <sighs> I can tell you I watched Die Hard, but okay. and that came out There's before me. So One of the best Christmas movies of all time. 100%. Uh, okay, at least we can agree on that. I will, I will rest easy. <laughs> Uh, I've actually been watching some stuff over on my end, uh, not quite as crazy, uh, but I watched like an episode or two with uh, Brandon, I'm pretty sure, but then I was like, eh, never again. But I decided to start watching Dragon Ball Z Abridged. And And that's what Dragon Ball Z Abridged got rid of, so. I'm gonna say, that's the original version. Uh, Two episodes of Screaming. Abridged is uh, very well done for the project in its time, and I'm very impressed by it. I'm currently getting ready to push towards the Android arc. I don't know how far it goes, because I'm pretty sure they got, like, cease and desist at a certain point, or otherwise they stopped. And so I'm hoping to go as far as uh, this train ride takes me, and... My god, is it good. It brings so much new light to characters like fucking Nappa, Mr. Popo, and... Mr. Popo is like a fucking enigma, that guy. He is the Dark Lord that scars this earth, the hidden enemy everybody should fear in Dragon Ball Z Abridged. He's like and, a uh, Yeah, okay, but I am uh, about 30-something episodes in, having a good time, really enjoyed the Frieza arc. I, uh, I really appreciated that uh, in order for Goku, or convince him to let him reach 100%, he offered him two pizzas with stuffed crust, and uh, then proceeded to throw two destructive discs at him, and uh, yeah, worked out, it worked out. How many times did Krillin die? Or Krillin, uh, the Krillin-owned meter, I believe, is what it is on that? I don't know, I'm pretty, sh- it's pretty sure it's in the teens so far. Okay. Uh, just completely obliterated. Uh <laughs> Just thinking about it. <laughs> Makes me want to watch more. But that's been pretty much it for my normal side of the week. But I think we should probably remind ourselves of that that very dark, terrible fact that we often forget. That this is, in fact, a video game podcast. Uh, boo! <laughs> okay, l- boo! let's talk more about Hook. <laughs> well, I could talk about you know, all does- day. <laughs> Fun fact, uh, the first time I watched Hook as an adult, it wasn't until the wig came off of Hook that I realized it was, in fact, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's because he's oh, a method actor Dustin and Hoffman. he changes his mannerisms to fit the role. Mm-hmm. You can fit my role, if you know what I mean. It rhymes with a uh, role. <laughs> it's whole. So, Glenn, <laughs> you've been playing, <laughs> you've been playing uh, more Wild Classic, I presume? Anything interesting wild on you? Oh... Yeah, I mean, I'm number three in my guild in DKP right now, which is indicative of the fact that nothing drops for melee champions in raid, which is really annoying. Um, actually, three of the top four people, three, four of the top five, I think, are all melee people, which means that I'm going to miss out on two premium melee pieces if they're really good before I'm going to be able to get one of my own because those other two guys will scoop it. Uh, but it sucks because they're gonna the DKP is gonna start depreciating soon. Um, why is to, why is that? That is a measure that DKP people that run DKP systems uh, it they utilize it to make sure that people don't hoard DKP. Um, well, if it's it, not by choice though, it seems like uh, this right. would be. Sometimes that's the case, but like as more raids come out, because there's another one. I th- they keep calling it ZG. I don't know what it is, but it's only a, it's a raid that's on a three day cooldown. Zolchurum. Yeah, so it's something that's going to be able to. We'll be able to run like 
you now we have Anixia and Molten Core and uh, Blackwing Lair and then Zoldjerun. So like we're gonna have hopefully it won't be as big of a problem, especially because that's on a lower cooldown. And um, I'm trying to remember if that's the raid where it's uh, tr trolls trying to summon Hakar, which is a like a, a worm like god creature on top of a pyramid. Uh, I mean that sounds like Sunken Temple. Uh, Sunken Temple does, if you remember, yeah, you Tall can Hakar, do like a yeah. little ritual. That you can summon like a version of it. Uh, but oh. I think uh, you actually fight Hakar himself, and he Whoa. drops my favorite level 60 weapon. I'm, it's like something Destructor of Worlds or something like that. And I'm going to search that it, on Wowhead right now. It was my favorite two-handed sword that eventually got matched by a level 70 sword that people could, uh, you know, dual wield just to look bad at us. Like, it's a sword that's Zinrock Destroyer of Worlds? Hmm. Oh my god, it's item level 68, 72 attack power, 64 DPS, and 28 stamina. That is a big old bonky boy. Thank you. That means absolutely nothing to beat, but also it looks cool as shit. Oh, yo. it's very cool. I'm looking at the screenshots for like the uh the art of it. It's that's a good looking sword. It's giant. <laughs> I've spent months trying to farm just to get it for a transmog. Thunder Fury. Oh my god, Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade with Windseeker? <laughs> 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 oh yeah anyway so wow classic has been fun but the only downside right now is that i'm in the process i'm about five days into farming for edgemaster's handguards which uh for reasons for me yeah. are it is the best thing and the most important thing for me to get because i'm not a human so i don't have an inherent bonus to sword skills um, and so in order to maximize my DPS against raid bosses, I need them. And one was listed on the auction house today. And after five days, I'm right around a thousand gold. I probably have another five or 600 in capital that I just need to sell. Um, and mind you, I was at zero about five or six days ago. And now I'm at pushing probably 1500 if I was able to sell everything. A thousand in the bank. Hey, can you buy me riding? Buy you riding? Yeah, can you lend me a thousand? I want to get the. I want to be able to ride a, a fast horse. Well, I mean, if you're in retail, I can't help you. If I was in retail, I, I have like a plethora of. I'd be giving you money, but. <laughs> if, well, but if, that's if, if I play classic again, Glenn, would you will you hook Daddy up? I want to do a hundred percent. Well, that's the thing is, you, you can lessen that by gaining honor with uh, the factions and doing PvP. Uh, you yeah, can get it to a reputation. point where an epic mount only costs three hundred gold. Um, <laughs> but. The one that I saw in the auction house just yesterday was 6,800 gold. So... You're going to die of old age before you get that fucking edge. The, the upside is, one of my friends yeah. in my guild who has been playing since, like, the old, old days. Like, he's been playing since the beginning, has continued to play 16, 17 years of WoW. I was ready in Azeroth before they built the damn servers. They just left me here, and I've been playing ever since. He's got a set of Edge Masters that he may not use because he's a human. And um, there's a decent chance that if he decides not to, that he'll sell them to me and take whatever money I've got and just let me pay him back over time. Um, but I'll still end up paying him four or five thousand. You're gonna have to send that sucker nudes. You know that, right? Oh my That's god. That's how WoW rules I, work. Uh, if you because I still have to get Gold of Grash, Cash or Ass. I've got so many things to get. But Cloud Keepers and Cloud Keepers Lead Plates and Edge Masters Handguard or whatever I'm farming for right now. So, yeah. Has there been, been any issues in WoW with uh, real world trading? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. He's 
Is there a spam bot saying, well, hey, buy gold for this and this? Well, I guess it's more on private servers than it is on public servers, though. Because the people that own the private servers will, like, run a stream. And then they'll, like, allow somebody that, like, a, like to jump on the server that lets people pay for, pay real money for gold. So they're allowing it to happen on their own private servers that they run with their stream groups and stuff. So it's not as big of a deal, I don't think, but I think there is ways to get through it. Uh, there's farm bots, like there's Chinese companies that make um, macros that make four man teams just solo, like run through really difficult dungeons and then run back right. and sell things and destroy the market and hoard things. And then they'll transfer out of the server. So if things are cheap on my server, they'll send bots here. And then because you can't transfer money, but you can transfer items, they'll buy out cheap items like on a server. Maybe Black Lotuses are only 15 gold. So you can get a Black Lotus and then transfer to a server where they're worth 400 apiece. And then you can just make profit out of your butt and then use that to, I don't even know exactly how, but yes, people can make real money. <laughs> can theoretically like real people do that without breaking the rules? No, like it's definitely like, against terms of service for sure. You can... Definitely pay money to Blizzard to transfer a server. Yeah. And so that's money going to them. Right. So let's say you make 2,000 gold, you buy all this cheap shit from the server, you transfer over, basically paying Blizzard to be a traveling merchant. I wasn't sure mm -hmm. if that would be allowable. I mean, it's definitely allowable. It's just like, I think if you're doing it for the sole purpose of trying to make a profit or trying to sell gold then there's issues like transferring servers and I'm, happening to have your items be worth more not a problem you know i'm gonna say i wonder how big of a deal is, as long as like real m world money is still going to blizzard i feel like they wouldn't complain yeah like, if, i don't as I long don't as you're keeping the gold either. for your own purposes oh i report but. people all the time for camping camping is absolutely against terms of service and wow you can't do it on pvp S servers sir you cannot you cannot put a campfire in a tent here <laughs> camping is for <laughs> no open flames, sir. No, yeah, people, I I guarantee you none of them ever get banned. I Because if you sit, I don't care if you kill me, but as soon as you sit on my body for 15 minutes and then you have a buddy run back to the, the uh, what is it called, the graveyard, so that even if I take res sickness, I'm going to get killed again. That is, mm -hmm. that's some, that's some serious bullshit and is superbly reportable, but I guarantee you none of them ever get anything done, so... So, you said uh, Zelgerub is coming out soon. Have you heard of the, and this is kind of weird coincidental saying this uh, compared to that of the coronavirus, have you heard of the Corrupted Blood incident? No. So, it was a virtual pandemic that happened in World of Warcraft when this raid came out, and it caught, there was a glitch and, with uh, Hakkar, and it would give you a debuff called Corrupted Blood. It would deal you damage every two seconds and would spread to nearby allies. And if you were to Hearthstone back to a town <gasps> such as Stormwind, it would spread to everybody. Oh it my started killing God. players left and fucking right uh, on the higher end servers. And people would just fucking run around Ironforge, Stormwind, and people would just get hit with this and start dying. And there's no way to get rid of it without doing like a, I think, an in-game mechanic against the boss. It was fucking crazy. That would so, suck I'd love to see so that. bad. I want to see videos of that. <laughs> There's it just just Google corrupted blood incident with uh, World of Warcraft, and you would see some crazy shit happening. It was before my time, but it was hilarious. 
and uh, uh, it's just when you brought up that they're bringing it back again, I'm pretty I, like I'm sure they're fixing that like right. beforehand. Just like okay, yeah. You know, hmm. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, that's fun. World of Warcraft Classic. Also, you've been you've been playing the new uh, season for Team Fight Tactics. Oh, it's so much fun. I rage at it all the uh, time, but it's a blast. Galaxies is really good. It's the most balanced TFT they've had yet, if you ask me. That's upsetting. Why? I want to be completely imbalanced. That way I could pick the right meta and, you know, and win. Well, there are... I mean, that doesn't mean that there aren't comps that won't do better, but it seems easier to get higher level champions for the most part. It's not as difficult to do that. Um, cool. Can you hear that? Sorry. No, no. It's just the fact that you're like, you got deep in thought. and then No, I paused because my roommate is yelling at the room and I didn't... I thought you guys could hear. Sorry. So um, why? Dylan's a screamer. Let him have a sex uh, life, dude. No, he's just like talking. He just He's a really loud talker. Anyway. Um, yeah. He's a man. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's really good. It's really fun. I got the season pass, which means that wonderfully, even when I'm playing normals, I can have some sort of progression to get like, you know, bo- I think they're called booms, right? Um, yes. When yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Whenever you kill the, whenever you defeat somebody, you always shoot a beam from your little legend to their little legend, and this puts a skin on it. So it's like a blast of water, or like a star blast, or like it looks like a command. Okay, that sounded almost. dirty for a second. Yeah. Your then, little legend shot a beam all over my little legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it's really good. Uh, they've given access to be able to purchase direct little legends. So if you really want that one, you don't have to just buy an egg. Um, but apparently, and I heard this from Bandon yesterday, you can actually prestige through the, it's basically you buy the pass and then you can go through the full 50 levels three times in one season, which is about three months Jesus. if you want to. Um, so you can get that all seems... the rewards three times for like 10 bucks. That sounds ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Like, but I mean, even no going can... through it once you're making your money back and then some, so I got through to like the, the third tier. Like I, I, there's no way I could get the fucking 50. The third That's tier. That's crazy. I don't remember that little bar that happens. Oh yeah, bar, no, it's uh, completely bar. different. It it's more akin now to the modern uh, modern warfare progression or something like that, where like I'm already level fourteen, I think. Okay. And I've only oh, been playing it for two I, days, so uh, maybe I have a chance then. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I would say take a look at it. It's really fun. I don't want to make this a two man show. Uh, Nick has been getting glazed eyes over there as we've been talking about <sighs> World of Warcraft and League wow, of Legends. Wow, yeah. In preparation, I'm assuming for Will of the Wisp, but Nick, you've been playing a little bit of Ori in the Blind Forest? Yes, um, courtesy of uh, the Game Pass uh, that I pay for, so not exactly a courtesy uh, that works. Anyways, yes, I picked up uh, Ori in the Blind Forest uh, because nothing was appealing. I hope, so I like this moment of pure brutal honesty, nothing was appealing this week. Uh, and so I'm like... But Doom came out. I have uh, see well, Animal Crossing came out. I don't care about Animal Crossing. Never played it. Um, Bam! I just I, I I loaded the bullet. I wanted to see if you were gonna snipe it. And man, that is a bullseye. I don't give a fuck. Shot. At me on Twitter, you haters. I will. No, I mean, I, if you like Animal well, Crossing, that's great. You technically at LR the eleventh. <laughs> I'm not hating on anything. I just don't care for it. I didn't say anything yeah, bad no. about Animal Crossing. I played Animal Crossing. LR's and opinions I don't care. do not necessarily reflect the views of Casual <laughs> Master Quest. Um, I wanted to, uh, I don't know, like, I tried to boot up, like, I'm gonna have to, like, really stick with it. I tried to boot up the first Doom from 2016. Fan- like, don't get me wrong, like, fantastic fucking game. I just can't play it. Like, it just, mm. 
there's something about it that's just not appealing. Maybe it's just because it's the early, like, first hour or so. Uh, and I might have to do one of those things where I just really have to push through and give it a good solid try. And then I can move on to Doom Eternal, but I've been watching a lot of gameplay of Doom Eternal. And let me tell you, Doom Eternal is something else. What really... Before I go into Ori, like, Doom Eternal, the best part about Doom Eternal for me is really the... The, the music, even with the even with Doom 2016. <laughs> I'm a metalhead, so it appeals to me, but Doom Eternal's music is something else entirely because what Mick Gordon, the uh, composer for the games, what he did was he put out an open casting call sometime last year looking for heavy metal singers. And he basically created a choir of heavy metal vocalists. And yeah, they we talked these... about this last episode. It sounded yeah. exciting. And I'm going to repeat it again. Like He created these badass chants that I was watching people play and like they're just so prevalent throughout certain parts of the game and it is it's amazing like honestly like the atmosphere and then doom eternal also visually it just looks like it's gotten more um like retro-y but like retro metal not like retro 8-bit or like digital lcd style but like more like it's it's taken a more um um like um medieval look met like that meets like modern like kind of aesthetic with the ui and the fonts and stuff um and it okay. looks fucking badass uh but moving like going back to the games that i actually have played this week um putting aside the usual suspects um ori is a fun game um ori in the blind forest i'm playing this in preparation Heresy. for ori and the will of the wisps um it is a side-scrolling platformer um okay it's beautiful it, like it honestly it's is. It's very artistically pleasing. Yes. It, like the music, the visuals. Um, it's honestly a beautiful game, and I'd never seen gameplay of Ori. I don't re- didn't even really know what it was. I just know people like it, so it's kind of like to me, Ori was kind of on the level of like um, Hollow Knight. Like not that they have, I like I wouldn't call it like a cult following because they have pretty sizable followings and fans. But like it's still like to me kind of cult because it's like it's that one single player game that you play. It's fucking great, great art, great fucking music, great gameplay, and then you know that's kind of it. Because like lately, and we've all done this. We've all been playing games that are, you know, MMO style or meant to be played over and over again, like live service style games. Um, so, like, playing a game like that after a while is refreshing. Um, how how are you handling the difficulty of it? Because last I checked, it was actually a little challenging. The It's fucking challenging. It. Like, I have, I have, okay, to preface this also, I have about three and a half hours, four hours in, into it so far. And there was a part where I... It, it was rough like it's a rough platformer game like it but it doesn't it, it doesn't punish you it's not like the soul series I, I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it but like you you get used to it the more you do it like a good game should like, like um, reward you that way sure um wow okay love field <laughs> comes in glad <laughs> um <laughs> <Hot> input <laughs> um yeah like there was one specific uh, one part where um, you basically had to vertically ascend as quick as you could because otherwise you'd die. And I died easily over a dozen times. Like, just straight up, I just couldn't, like, figure it out. But then each time I'd make it just a little bit further. Because I was also trying to collect, like, there are a bunch of collectibles on the way. And I was also trying to make sure I was hitting those. But then if I wasn't doing it as efficiently as possible, it was going to take time out of me, like, trying to survive whatever was coming after me. And eventually I got there. Glenn would say, like sex. Like sex. Um, And eventually... Glenn and Nick's review so far. Ori (laughs) and the Blind Forest. Eventually reaching... as you get better. Eventually reaching that peak was uh, very rewarding. And I haven't felt that... (laughs) 
<laughs> in a game in, in a while. Since five minutes ago? Oh, um, it, it's fun. Like, I haven't played... Like, I started off on platformers, essentially, with Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. And I haven't played a platformer in a long time. Um, and... I've also uh, heard the music. I think you already said... No, you were talking about Doom. The music in Ori is just really The music good, in Ori is really good, too. Like, yeah. And it like, picks up at the right times, and it's it's pretty good. It's uh, I'm glad. I want to finish this before I touch the Will of the Wisps, and then I think I'm going to make my way over to Doom, especially once in like in a few weeks, once I'm officially like job hunting. I will have like the the mental um, space to like start navigating through this backlog that I've collected because I do want to get to Doom Eternal. Uh, it, whenever I do get to Doom Eternal or Doom 2016, I am not fucking 100%ing those games. Fuck that. I'm just going to play it, kill some zombies, and leave. Uh, but Doom Eternal, uh, it looks fucking fantastic. Um, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Nick, uh, you like put the train on like full blast and Glenn and I kept kind of like grab on, but you're like, Vroom! no, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. You, uh, so who, who's Ori? Where is um, she in the, or he in the blend forest? I, you know what? It's cool. I don't think they ever specified, but Ori, basically, basically. All right. You, here's what it is. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so Ori in the Here Blind Forest. another train. Watch out, boys. Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest is basically a fight the between folks. the light and the dark. Like at its core, that's it, that. That's all it is. It's a it's a battle of survival between the light and the dark. And uh, Ori is a fragment of the light. Uh, the dark annihilated the rest of the light, and Ori has to restore shit. God, yeah. The beginning of the game is just like watching up. I. It's so sad. It's I haven't so watched. I haven't watched up. Nick in the chat is asking where the traveler is. I haven't watched up, and not because I've just not seen it. I haven't watched up because I got bored of it. I need to make a club for people with no sense. <laughs> you and my wife. I when got bored of it dating, about was 45 like, minutes in. Oh, man. I was ugly girl crying in the first 15 minutes for most of the rest of the movie. Like, just kill me now. And now you don't know a core part of who I am. I, I highly doubt I, that, but up, uh, up I am me Doug. Soon. I'm Doug. Who's Doug? He's the golden Doug. retriever in Up. Yeah. Oh, I was okay. hiding under your porch because I either. love you. <laughs> I've never seen Up before. All I know is there's oh. a man in a hot air balloon. Anyway, so yeah, um, light between Anyways. a fight between light and the dark. Ori's the last remaining fragment of said light, and Ori has to but restore. But where things. is the traveler? Uh, AFK. He's <laughs> he's been locked out for inactivity. Yep. Um, AFK, bro. Yeah, and then the only thing I've touched this week is. Um, uh, RimWorld as well and got up to some shenanigans because RimWorld is like very focused on storytelling so anytime there's combat or like you can follow a colonist around and you can see like a social log of things that they've chatted with other colonists about or if they've insulted somebody and it even like dramatically breaks down combat scenes uh, like uh, uh, one of mine uh, one of my colonists uh, their name is Captain because uh, they're the leader of my colonists I've decided it's like Captain shot their rifle and missed whereas intruder number one shot their bow and stabbed captain in the fucking knee like it breaks it all of that down just better like better vernacular um hmm. and um uh i almost lost all my colonists and the and it was fucking hilarious because um the one Raider? colonist uh yeah because you get rated every now and like pretty periodically depending on so you have three storytellers and you can choose uh like there's one storyteller that incrementally builds the challenges up 
Then there's one storyteller that gives you a lot of time in between events to give you like, you know, because you want a world build or like base build, you can do that with the storyteller. But then each challenge gets even more harder, like, uh, like more than the first one, which is like standard. And then you've got, I think his name is Randy Random or Randy uh -huh. Savage, uh, something like that. And basically <laughs> there's like a, there's like a logical progression based on your colony's wealth that they send you challenges accordingly. But oh, cool. Randy, Randy doesn't give a fuck. He'll send you, like, it's basically like a list, and he'll roll a D100, see what pops up, and if it's a toxic fallout, and, like, you just started, you're getting a toxic fallout. Deal with it. And you lose. Yeah, basically. God damn it, Randy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm on the base building one, because I, like, that was always the fun part for me of RimWorld, and then having my colonists almost get wiped out, because we had raiders come in, and we also had a man-eating pack of, um, um, what were they, guinea pigs happen the at the fuck? same time. Um, what eating them? How much no, is no. this game? It's like thirty bucks. I think I'm buying it. It's a no, a man-eating pack of guinea pigs, Tyler. So it's just a oh Jesus that just that they're they're just migrating so a pack from of man-eating guinea pigs. I think is the yes, way sure, <laughs> yes. Um, and then they were just migrating, and they came across my tile on the map, and so I was getting attacked on two sides from uh like angry guinea pigs, and also from raiders who were using mortar blast to like blast my colony. The shame you couldn't redirect them towards each other. Well, they would. I would have been able to if they didn't come from oh different God, sides of the map. They're mounting the man-eating <laughs> guinea pigs. <laughs> it was. Um, they formed a collusion. It was comical, and then one of my, uh, and then you'll always have colonists who are incapable of combat, and then one dude decided to break orders for whatever reason and cross halfway across the map and die in the process. <laughs> because he walked through the crossfire because he can't fight like he can't even pick up a weapon or defend himself he just runs anytime he gets attacked and he just crossed through the crossfire but and he died. left the colony just like ran away i can't remember what it was, but something like that no he wasn't even running goofball. he was just like this is a priority like this is job i have to do and then he left and i guess i wasn't paying attention to him so it might have been my fault too and then he was just crossing my way through a mel gibson film scene <laughs> um yeah that shit was funny yeah <laughs> Those are some legit shenanigans, bro. I love the stories that can come out of like crazy shit like that too, because it's like <laughs> the odds of like seeing the computer deciding for you, and usually when it's your character, the computer deciding, let's do something that's probably gonna be counterproductive. And it's like, but why? Well fuck, if it's gonna happen, let's see what the you know, how this <laughs> pans out. And you know, then you watch him die and then it turns into that fucking office meme. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, that's RimWorld in a nutshell, basically. Um, so I guess I'll have to start a new colony because I really don't like deaths. Like, I'm that kind of person who'll save before, like, when we get raided, and then I'll load back if somebody dies. XCOM? Because, mm, yeah, yeah and that's how you play XCOM. Yep. Yeah, so that's just... Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to start a new colony, scrap this colony because somebody died. So I'm like, I, I lost the will to keep you guys going. You guys should just die. One person died, you all die. Wow. Uh, a very socialist of you. <laughs> We rise and okay, fall together. <laughs> it is true, as much as we don't like it. Uh, so, <laughs> fuck. Last weekend, I got to play a little bit more Dead Space 3 with the wife. Uh, we are so close to the end that we can taste it, and I'm um, hoping we can beat it tonight. Uh, tonight or tomorrow night, preferably tonight, live on stream, so we can, you know, get on with our lives. And also, the fact that I can prove to my wife that she can play a shooting game successfully. Like, she's doing good. She's pulling her weight and then some i've been like sitting back and letting her do the murder stuff and then i'll like pick off all the stuff that's coming from different directions that way she can focus on you know what she does best 
murdering. And uh, it's been an interesting team composition, the way things have been turning out. Uh, there's only been a couple of times where we had some issues with uh, just mostly platforming. But I think the last time we played, we got through it without much of a problem. Starting to enjoy some stuff. Uh, it's weird because I not intentionally instilled a sense of paranoia with her when I give her instructions to do something. Like, or I'll say something like, <laughs> oh, fuck this room. She'll be like, what? I'm like, oh, nothing. And she's like, I'm not going into this fucking room. Don't pretend that you didn't do that with me, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But, like, for example, we're in the final area, and there's a section where uh, there's that glowing platform where when you stand on it, you get super kinesis, essentially, where you can lift up heavy stuff. And she sees it, and she's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, oh, this is cool. You should walk into it. What the fuck is it? Just give it a sh I'm not going into that, Tyler. And it's like, just fucking do You go. I want to spoil She it. eventually... Yeah, I, I wanted her to try and get excited, but she was so paranoid that I was essentially, you know, it's a giant landmine, essentially. And so uh -huh. we, we have some trust issues, which is respectful, because Dead Space 3 gives me trust issues. Dead Space in general. It's like Especially when you same. keep, like, instilling sense of paranoia in other people. It's like, oh, yeah, just a regular room. Nothing's going to happen here. Bam! People start fucking dead. coming out of the fucking vents. <laughs> and, like, everything's dead. And, like, yeah, fucking trust issues. I wonder why. Nick? I feel like we need to sit down and talk. Are, are you saying you don't trust me whenever we play uh, Dead Space 3? Well, it was only the one time, the one run through, and I didn't trust you. <laughs> the, the one yes. time and the one run... <laughs> Glenn nodded at me, Nick nodded at me, Amanda walks by, nodded at me, and flipped me off. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really that much of a troublemaker when it comes to being with people in horror games? Because now I feel like shit. I mean, I just, I've never played I a just, horror game with you, so... I just fucking hate horror games. So anytime, like, I'm just always Did I paranoid. just find my new candidate for Dead Space 3? The moment I'm in a horror game, I, like, want to not play it. <laughs> but that's just Immediate because regret. it's a Immediate regret. <laughs> no Don't regrets. Worry, Nick, I'm with you. Uh, no regrets. Be... Not even one letter. There's... <laughs> There should be one. Uh, I don't think there's any enemies in this next area. We should be fine. Just run through it. Don't believe him, man. Fucking full of shit. So, yeah. Uh, Tech at Light, there's been an interesting update by Mo Yang. Bless them. Oh, nice. Uh, Mo Yang has uh, ended all authentication process for versions of Minecraft uh, 1.6 and older. Oh. Uh, I believe they're on 1.15 right now. So, that's like 10 generations of iterations behind. So it makes sense, hypothetically, I guess, if they want to save service space and they want to focus on the newer versions. And they're anticipating uh, Minecraft version 1.6 coming out, sorry, 1.16, which is going to introduce a like uh, a bunch of stuff. But the most notable thing is a tier of material that's a higher level than diamond in vanilla Minecraft, which sounds cool as shit. You know, because uh -huh. when you think like diamond's the end all be all, but when you get something above that, but as a result... Uh, 1.6 and older, it, you can't make a multiplayer server with the current uh, authentication protection. Tech at Light is 1.4.7, which means oh, we can't, play can't it safely. We can, but the alternative is nasty. Uh, you basically can turn off the authentication, which means anybody can get in. So if we choose to do that, that opens us back up to trouble. Uh, I've been trying to look at plugins and stuff to see if we can't get it running with like uh, authorize me and all this stuff where you got to type in a password, but still at the same time, uh, if we do do it, the whitelist will hold. <laughs> the whitelist is our saving grace, but 
there's there's got to be workarounds if that extra protection is gone. Like that's that's the big thing that's stopping anybody from pretty much like just bringing in a cracked account essentially, and it's frustrating. So, so. from from what I can understand though, um, if TechEd Light were to update itself, the current standards would things be just the same then? It, if you're asking if they upgraded to a version of Minecraft that was 1.6 or newer? Uh, well, yeah, well, that would hypothetically, like, keep things the same, right? It would fix it. The problem is, though, the last time Tech at Light has been updated was in 2014. Ooh. I see. Okay. Like, Tech at Light was big from 2013 to 2014, and after that, it's been dead. It's been so... I've been going through an artifact of fucking websites, trying to find, like, old plugins that work for a version of Minecraft that was big eight years ago kind of shit. And so, trying to find that, found one, got installed, but then it's like, you actually need Java 7 in order to run this, which is a generation of Java behind. Oh yeah, we are on 8, bro. And so, I tried downgrading my, downgrading, guys, downgrading my fucking Java just so I could get a, a plug-in loader to work for the server. <laughs> and, like, once I did that, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, this <laughs> is getting ridiculous. And so... Got to see what's going to happen. And, but I've been spending most of my time playing a certain game because in the depression of all the shit that's been happening, for some reason, I find myself attached to a certain game that just allows me to walk around and relax, do my thing. And that is Death Stranding of all games. I was going to say, if you say uh, Dead Space, I don't know how to feel about how you see walking around in normal days. <laughs> <laughs> every day is a horror That's f <laughs> so i sunk in a few hours last week and talked to you guys about it things got a little weird uh things have changed dramatically i i'm gonna guess i put between 15 and 20 hours into it since we've last spoke so uh i am currently at the point where they're pretty much telling me hey you're g trying to get to the final area which is, you know, that's a good sign. It means I'm getting a little bit closer to the end of the game. There might be more bullshit because, you know, this is Death Stranding. And this, I'm only like 25, 30 hours in. And the game supposedly takes 50 hours to beat. So we'll see if that's fucking true or not. Uh, but at the same time, I've discovered a lot of cool shit. Stuff that I've already had that I didn't know worked the way they did. Uh, they gave me something called a bola gun. Which essentially is a gun that shoots out rope. Oh, Laced I thought it my shot blood. bola. And I was like, "What?" Uh, yes. I thought I thought How it shot bullet ties. Like death. <laughs> a variation of common bolo ties. We suck. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't use it because I thought the most effective way of using it was against the mules, aka human NPCs that want your packages and all that. And they n it just non-lethally ties them up. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to use this. And when I get it, it says 1 out of 14. I'm like, why the fuck would it give me a 14 clip with the only one thing of ammo in, ammo in it? That's stupid. Do I have mm. to craft? I started looking at how the craft shit. And I'm like, well, how do I get more? I'm looking for the ammo and stuff. Can't find it, so I never used it. So I discovered a couple of things. Uh, the first one is, the 1 out of 14, it has 14 ammo in it, but you shoot one at a time. And so I'm like, oh, so each time I craft this, I actually got 14 shots to work with. I'm an idiot. Second thing is, anytime I'm, like, when I first played this, guys, I was telling you my big brain secret. Just get captured by the BT and then run away and the whole area just clears out. Or I can just shoot this goddamn bullet gun and then wrap it around and they're like, ah, fuck, goddamn, what are you doing to me? And then I got an ability to execute them if I don't trigger them. 
So I just bola gun them, run up to them, cut their undead um, um, umbilical cord, essentially, and it kills them. I'm like, okay, I don't have to be afraid of these fuckers. It's, you know, I just got to see them, hunt them down, shoot them with the bullet gun, cut them. Yes, I know how to do this. Five minutes later, they take away BB away, so I can't see them anymore. Fuck. And so I'm going through a, essentially, the Rocky Mountains during a heavy winter, trying to deliver these packages while they fix BB during this little segment. And uh, during this time, Sam Porter Bridges has what is called Dooms, which is the uh, like uh, basically a connection to have undead abilities. The big bad guy has like level seven or some shit. Sam has two, level two. He can sense BTs. He can't see them. He doesn't know where they are, and that's it's a like problem. A spider sense when I'm kinda. going, it's like I know something's yeah, off, kind of. So if I'm walking through an area delivering a antimatter bomb that will explode if it hits the ground, and all of a sudden it. I get a sense and I hear Sam Porter go, oh, fuck. That means there's fucking BTs invisible all around me that I got to get dodged the fuck out of the way and not get grabbed. Good and that is the most. Dodging. Dodge! <laughs> and so what the fuck do you do? I guess I'll die. And so doing that was frustrating. I realized the importance of VB and her or his because uh, they got a name, but it's uh, what's the term? Andy? Sex neutral. I guess, yeah, yeah. Androgynous, I guess. Androgynous, yes, yes. Androgynous. Uh, And without them, I couldn't actually, you know, see them. It was so nice to get that baby back. And so once I did that, I I felt cool as shit. Yes, I can know. I I thought I was (laughs) cool as shit doing my bullet execution thing. And then they introduced something new, apparently. And just to fuck with me a little bit further when you see bt's using bb's uh spider sensibility for you uh you see these it's kind of like nano machine black figures floating through the sky uh i started seeing red ones i'm like what the, i don't know what the fuck a red one is but you going down clown i shoot it with the bola line wraps around it and then it cancels out it dissipates i couldn't bola gun the red ones now and so i'm like but but my plan <laughs> I'm holding a second antimatter bomb. This is problematic. I can't die. And uh, it turns out there's uh, certain levels of these enemies that will become immune to your uh, your blood uh, grappling capabilities. And apparently they can call your bullshit, essentially, and get used to the you doing the shenanigans you did. But huh. because I either progression of the story or I started doing this so often that the game decided to throw enemies with extra defenses but to take it one fucking step further i discovered machine guns you know what better way to handling uh you know an issue than to take out a goddamn machine gun that it has bullets traced with your blood of course and just it and i didn't have ivs or uh blood bags on me so it's essentially like an iv in the shoulder it's sucking out my blood killing me mm. as i'm murdering these suckers and that was freaky as fuck. Also, I have encountered Mad Mickelson twice. Is it Mad or Mads Mickelson? Mads. Uh, and he is by far the coolest fucking character in this entire game. I don't so doubt it. Fucking like uh, as I'm sure you can guess, I'm going like spoilers heavy on this kind of stuff. 
there's times where whenever you encounter him, you're encountering a... Oh, for those listening, there's going to be spoilers about Death Stranding if you haven't played it or gotten this far in the past five months. What the fuck are you doing? There's a point where you get sucked into a superstorm to like a boss arena, essentially. Uh, the first time, it's World War One. It's a World War One scene where there's uh, like uh, land roving tanks and stuff like that driving around. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? I'm in the post-apocalypse trying to deliver, you know, some tissues to this dumbass over here. Why the fuck am I in World War One now? And it gives you this cool ass cutscene. And I hope if you guys ever play it, you'll appreciate it as much as I did. Of this tar pit of tar, a man just rising out of it, falling and slipping forward and trying to crawl out. And he gets upright, and surrounding him are World War I soldiers with skulls for heads. And this dark, gritty World War I scene, and you see the tar slime off this guy's face as Mad Mickelson comes into the field. And then he lights a cigarette. He materializes the cigarette, lights it, and just smokes it. And it's, it's just so it's fucking such, badass. It's so fucking cool. Uh, not the smoking. Smoking's not cool, but then the whole visual of the scene, that was well, because I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a uh, trailer or like a v- video, like they put that out, uh, that, that's that been available on the internet before the game came out. And when I saw that, I'm like, I fucking love the fact that Mads Mikkelsen is in video games now, because I just really, I love what he does with when he's on screen. Nick in the chat apparently wants to point out that he was completely nude when he did that. Also covered a tar, but still nude. Which is uh, important, because uh, it got to the point where people couldn't figure out whether Hideo Kojima was making the game because he wanted to, or because he just wanted to be close to Matt Mikkelsen. <laughs> <laughs> apparently very close. The second scene that triggers and involves him, I think I love more. Uh, some reason, well, Matt Mikkelsen, it, it's very clear anytime you connect to uh, BB, is this guy is either going to be the father or close connection to BB. So this is the father figure of, you know, the person, you know, the little uh, fetus baby that is controlling all your ability to CBT. He wants BB back for whatever reason. We, I don't know as of right now. Obviously, he's, you know, parental rights. Mother is gone. Maybe he, you know, claimed custody. It's fair. But whenever you get sucked into these fucking supercells, you'll see that cool ass scene that shows, you know, all these uh, skull soldiers surrounding him. But when you encounter him to fight the actual battle. He'll be sitting there, cross-armed, in a spider web of barbed wire, with Toy Story-esque dolls, where you know these dolls are just like hair ripped out and everything, with a flickering eye, just like kind of like twitching. And all of a sudden, when the eye opens, that's when he wakes up, and he comes out of the spider web of barbed wire with these fucking skull soldiers, and it is so fucking cool. <laughs> I don't understand why, I don't understand how, but goddamn, is the execution cool as shit. (laughs) And so then I proceed to, you know, I throw my shit grenades at him and stuff, and that's how I, you know, I'm a a fucking baboon. Give me my child! No, eat my shit! (laughs) Uh, But other than that, uh, got a bunch of cool stuff. I got, you know, I'm pushing towards the final area, and then I started to realize that I kind of started burning through the game a lot quicker than I would have normally instead of just taking my time and stuff. I went back to the first area and uh, Nick was asking this in the uh, in the chat. I started to raise my connection with each area. Uh, they give you like a, a five star rating system for each area for how much uh, likes you give them essentially or how much they give you rather by delivering packages, doing stuff for them here and there. 
And uh, first time I did it, I got, uh, I think, three or four star with something. They gave me a fucking hat, and I realized I was all in on this. I want more free shit. And so me and my new hat, uh, I started trying to five star all the beginning areas. So far, I've gotten two to five stars. And I'm kind of upset because so far, the most they've given me is a little star insignia to put on my uh, suit. And so it's like, okay, cool. I got a, a star to show that I spent, you know, four hours doing this thing. But, uh, and Nick is shouting the obvious stuff. Yes, you also get colors for your gear. There's, I get like volcanic orange and stuff like that. I, uh, I've been sporting a little bit of magenta. I, the problem is though, I don't want to slap it on my, uh, like, you get leg, uh, augmenting devices to help you carry stuff and run and all that. Since I bought the collector's edition, hence why I had BB in the background, they give me gold versions of everything that I get. And, I love my bling man. Having gold sunglasses is pretty fucking sweet. And so it's like, why have my favorite color if I can just go cha-ching, cha-ching? And so I've been enjoying that. Been uh, working on stuff, trying to get my likes up. I'm currently at like 56,000 likes, which I know means nothing to you. But essentially, I've been going across pe other people's servers and building bridges and repairing roads for their game to be easier or the smoother transition. So that way, instead of trying to walk across horrible terrains surrounded by BTs and mules and stuff, they can just take a, you know, a, a whip and, or a truck, you know, truck or bike and just drive across. And apparently people appreciate it when I do that. So like, here, here's a like. And anytime I get like uh, 5,000 likes, it feels like Thanos when he gets all the infinity stones. Just, ah, yes, give me more every likes. every one of those likes is somebody interacting with something that, something that you made appreciatively. Right. And, That's really uh, cool. At my level, uh, I can give, if I tap the button fast enough, because there's a time limit, because you can hit once, get a like, but as you progress and level up, you'll have more seconds to add more likes to something. I can give up to 300 likes right now in one go to one object. Oh, so wow. if I got 58,000, that means I have made hundreds of people happy for the shit that i've been doing and that makes me feel good on the inside because i'm giving them a, a better experience and all that and so been doing that been having a good time been building roads and all that stuff and uh yeah it's been my experience with death stranding it's literally building a connection with both in-game characters and real players and i've been really enjoying it also i discovered what happens if you kill a npc and you don't incinerate it <laughs> that's a bad thing you caused something called the Void Out. I'm pretty sure I told you guys about this before. So hide the body. Burn the body. Uh, don't hide the body, because that burn doesn't do anything. Destroy the body, yeah. Got it. <laughs> if you kill a uh, an enemy, like like kill-kill versus like stun or knock them out, uh, their body will begin to decomposing. After a certain point of time, it will cause a nuclear explosion that will destroy a small portion of the map. I don't know if it's permanent or not, but it... Like, it affects the game map by leaving a fucking crater with a handprint in the ground. Also, if nearby, you die. You know, frowned upon. So, that was interesting. You know, it was fun seeing that happen. But, anyways. Death Stranding. Mm. It's a game. Could be. It's a game. I, I kind of want to platinum it. Be my first platinum game in, like, ten years. But, I feel like what mean? I would have to... 100% uh, Get all the trophies. Ah. Oh. But it feels like trying to 100% Death Stranding of all the fucking games. Okay, Nick in the chat saying that's like 170 hours. Okay, I'm scared back up. I just want to beat the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you blame me? That's a... That's, whoa, a, no, uh, that's, a, that's a commitment. 
So, we have a choice here. We're pushing time limits here, having fun talking about stuff, going on tangents. I'm pretty sure we hit our tangent limit with our little talk about WWE and all that stuff, which I'm going to leave in. I'm going to fucking leave in. Yep. I vote we go straight into the tots. Yeah, because I think this uh, tangent war chest will be good no matter when we do it. So. Especially because I love uh, Grey's Anatomy and Desperate Housewives, so it's going to be fucking As long great. as it remains the same, though. Like, I, d- I want to do that one next time. I, w- I want to do that one. Yeah. You d- great. As long as we d- don't delay it. Okay. Uh, Nick just rechecked. It's only $100 with a 3 out of 10 for difficulty, so it's possible to do. It's just weird bullshit. So, uh, with the fucking virus out there causing all sorts of mayhem, shit's going down for people. And this is not as important to me. Maybe it's not as much for you guys either. Oh no, sports is shutting down. Uh, you know, ESPN and all that stuff. Uh, worldwide sports leagues are shutting down. And as a result, most games are either being uh, closed-circuited, recorded, with no fans being able to watch, or otherwise just canceled, canceled. or yep. postponed. And so as a result, some people, including actual real-life professional players, are streaming themselves fighting that team using the video game equivalents. Yep. Soccer players, I'm sorry, football players over in Europe are streaming themselves playing FIFA against their opponents to show that they would have completely kicked their asses. Great logic, by the way. Uh, totally and accurate. people are doing this to raise donations for charities that are, you know, help fighting this disease. And so, is it technically a disease? It's Would a you virus. call it a disease? A virus? I mean, like, uh, yeah, I guess... diseases are virus, bacterial and viral are all diseases, so yeah. Okay, it just seems like calling it a disease would take it even a step further. I mean, it's still a pandemic. Yeah. But I, I guess I just wasn't sure... Just call it. I'm gonna stick with virus because I feel like that might be pushing even more fear mongering than it already deserves. So I guess the big question is if people are getting a fucking kick out of playing sports games and video games instead of watching the actual games being streamed live on Twitch, what other games could fit fit the bill here? What games supersede their real life equivalent? Um, I have a I have a couple of thoughts on this because I actually had this conversation with my dad uh, the other day. Um, first off, with FIFA, um, FIFA is off has often been used lately, like not lately, but I remember there was a time when I moved to when I moved to Canada. Um, growing up in the Middle East, it was perfect because the Premier League games, so those over in the UK, um, they were at the perfect time. They started about four in the uh, evening for like five in the evening and go up to about 11 at night uh whereas here in canada on the west coast they started about 4 30 in the morning jesus so for me to watch Ooh. highlights um i used to be able to until they started uh, the uh, the the you know the companies with the rights to like televise them started coming down hard on uh, people putting up highlights on youtube and copywriting everything so then they started and these are just the highlights mind you of what happened to the match yeah. not the entire match and so people started recreating the exact goals um in fifa (laughs) like i don't know how they managed it but like exact movement and stuff like they were recreating it in fifa and they were putting that up as highlights which which bypassed all of that because it was you know it was video game footage recreating something else yeah Yeah. so um that's um, fucking genius crazy that's that's fucking next level um so that's one thing i wanted to bring up the other thing is so what i was talking about with my dad specifically was um What's taken off over the last week and a half or so is marble racing. Oh, marble racing, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Glenn Marbles on stream. 
No, 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 no. No, there's a guy. Actual I can't marbles? Remember. I can't remember his name, but he builds these tracks with real marbles, different kinds of marbles, different weights. He builds like he like his last one was a stadium where he built like these miniature stands and all the people were marbles and he was like lining them up and he was adding effects and he was giving like actual like, you know, Grand Prix like commentary and stuff and like it really pulled you in. Like he builds all these elegant tracks in like his backyard, like dirt tracks or like huh. actual like hot wheel tracks and stuff. Um and he's been doing this for years, or this person, I don't know if it's a, it's a, it's a guy, but they've been doing it for years. And, um, um, it's fucking fantastic, honestly, because huh. the commentary is top tier. The, the video, like, he's like, he's building stories, building narratives, because he's creating drama and tension between the different marbles, you know, the drivers. Blue Marble killed Red Marble's brother, and now Red Marble <laughs> will swear revenge on the day he defeats him on the track of death. It's um, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, no, like the marble racing's popped off. I can actually just find for you uh, the guy, name of the guy because like one uh, post went around on Twitter and it was so um, it was so captivating the way he was narrating and describe it uh, that I'm like I can't I can't not watch this. Like it just pulled me in. So on mm. Twitter he's known as Gels uh, Marble Runs and he creates the he's like he, he he's like he showcases and curates a series called the Marbula One. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, he's got his fucking Sand Marble <laughs> Rally 2018, Marble League Showdown 2019, uh, the Marble League 2019, the Marble 1 2020. Like, it's fucking phenomenal, dude. That's um, dope. it's Gels Marbles, J E L L E, uh, Gels Marble Runs, um, on Twitter and YouTube. He's the one that's been like, he's, that's been going viral over the last week and a half or so. Hmm. Nice. Another group of people that have been trying to give people that miss the sports because we'd be knee deep in the uh, March Madness the NCAA basketball tournament right now. I'd be like day yeah. two or day three today. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but having hockey, having the NBA, having MLB delayed, having the one good thing is that I'm a big fan of esports and those can be done remotely. So all of the League of Legends teams are still playing. They're just not right. in the studios. But uh, the Dude Perfect guys actually did a really cool thing where they streamed five nights in a row. If you know who Dirt, you know who Dude Perfect is, right? Absolutely not. They're the guys that were really famous from Texas that did lots of cool, fun trick shots, and they always do. You know, people are like, "Oh, it's fake!" for a long time. But they're a really big YouTube channel. They're really, really nice guys. Um, and they, they, I think they finished last night with five straight nights. They called it the Quarantine Classic. Five straight nights of competitions. And the, the the winning the the winner was always getting something goofy like hand sanitizer. But the big thing was they were always each time they streamed they were raising money for different people. Uh, so they yeah. I think they raised almost a hundred thousand dollars for the Red Cross uh, and uh, feeding families. I think is what it's called. It's it helps it assists people that are struggling to pay for food for their kids now that they're all out of school. Um, and so like. But they were doing sports, so they were playing like handball, and like they played a they played a two v two game of soccer, and they did like a golf challenge, and so, so like I think it's really interesting how people are adapting in that in that respect uh, to try and still give people sports, you know, because people sport competition, the nature of comp sports is competition, and people love competition, you know, and so. Yeah. I think These it's really two cool. Perfect people. Are they doing it in real life or in game? Yeah, it's a live stream. It's a live stream. They're actually playing though. It's really cool. Okay, so 
The question, what games supersede their real-life equivalent? So far, I've actually gotten the opposite out of both of them, and so that's messing with me here. I don't. I couldn't think of anything that supersedes real-life equivalent. I don't think because I yeah I, I don't yeah like the like FIFA, NHL, MLB like um, it gives players the power to you know recreate some of the you know their favorite games ever or to play against their friends and like you know my team is better than your team or you know to just put yourself in a player's position because with fifa i don't know about the other games but with fifa you can make a uh, character from scratch and then join your favorite team or like join like a really like shitty third league team and then work yourself up and become like a better player and eventually have your player recruited by the team you wanted to be part of um hmm. So it, it gives you that uh, freedom to like imagine and like explore all these things, but they don't supersede the feeling, the emotion from something actually happening and mattering on a scoreboard and like that affecting sure. a points table. Um, but there's it, only one game on my end I could personally think of. Uh, you were saying though? Uh, yeah, no. I was, uh, the last thing I was going to say, like I just think it's um, it's it's crazy that this pandemic now is pushing people towards um, uh, streamers. Because they need because they need to get their fix. They need to get their sports fix. Because if you really think about it, like just objectively, sports is a bunch of people sit like sports fans at least specifically are just a bunch of people sitting in front of a TV yelling at something that's happening in another part of the world. No matter how far, how is that different from somebody watching a streamer playing something competitive? I can't really buy you know my favorite basketball player biddies and then have him say, "Hey, thanks for subbing like mid game." Right, but even as forget like forget subs, forget revenue, forget anything from you just purely watching um, somebody play a game or a team playing a game. You as a fan, purely as a spectator, um, in terms of entertainment, putting aside the fact that you know points are changing and stuff, it's still kind of like the same core thing. I think sure. at least. I guess I I realize I don't really support any teams on both sports or video game leagues, so shit. Now I kind of I do I kind of want to now I just don't know the support. <laughs> like I, I if, don't know. if, if we're talking about team that you like, yeah, like if we're talking about athletics and skills, and like that's all a different conversation. But then if we're talking about competitive leagues of different things, sports fans are very similar to the uh, you know gamers who are fans of specific leagues for like teams for like League of Legends or for CS:GO. Like you're still sitting in front of a screen and you're rooting for your favorite team. Sure, sure, sure. I just looked it up too, and I think I think it per- personally for a game to supersede its it's uh it's a re- quote-unquote real life equivalent it would have to like make more money i think you know what i mean and when a guy like cristiano ronaldo pulls in 200 million dollars a year or something crazy and then he's i just saw that he has a one billion dollar contract with nike like ea's jesus for all of ea not just fifa all of EA made $4 billion last year. That was their profit margin. And he alone probably makes more than the profit margin of... Uh, Which is why he moved to Italy, tax evasion. Juventus, yep. Yeah. That, that's a big deal. <laughs> he evaded yep. one thing, but got caught by another. Dumbass. <laughs> but I'm, way, a, yeah, I'm, no. I'm a Real Madrid fan, so like I, I'm aware of all the shit happening. with. The, Isn't it Real the Madrid? Um, yeah, I just didn't want to confuse the American audience because it's spelled <laughs> R-E-A-L. Yeah. You just got called out by an American, dude. <laughs> well, you know, because Glenn follows sports, I just didn't want to, like, you know, yeah. patronize the soccer, soccer college, fans. Man. Yeah. One of my buddies played on the U18 <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago World Cup team. All right. So let me propose this game to you. Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. WWE 2K. 
I think uh, that the the game supersedes the real life because not okay. only can you bring back wrestlers back from the dead that don't exist anymore, you can set up challenges. You can also create your own stories and all that stuff. And mm. you know what? A t- Sorry, yeah. uh, I'll let you continue, but that makes sense uh, with wrestling, like with WWE. That makes sense. Does it? Okay. Like yeah, uh, because hmm. if you think you think of it like. Uh, I, I hate it. Like, if you make a comparison to something like D&D and wrestling, like, it's story building. It's storytelling. Like, I, I, at its very core, that's what it is. It's creating that drama, that tension, that action, the reason for these different wrestlers to interact with each other and actually, like, pursue these, like, this fucking belt or that fucking title or take this this person down. Um, that's, at its core, wrestling is storytelling. So a game, I think, has the better cap- has a capability of superseding that. Hmm. But if we're talking about for specific people. So... If yeah. I was a wrestling fan, I could create the storyline that I wanted. So I would be more satisfied by this thing that I've created than what's actually happening. So I could see that. Just and also Hanks. think of it like this way. We just talked about uh, Stone Cold not being able to pursue a active wrestling career thanks to his neck injury. But in WW2K, um, you can put fucking Steve Austin in his prime. Mm-hmm. And you can have him face off against... Oh, fucking Dusty Roads or whatever the fuck they're called. And just let them do fuck all. Or if you want to, since WWE 2K, let's say 2020 or whatever, has a completely bullshit character creator, you could throw in fucking Shrek if you wanted to. Get out of my swamp. (laughs) Oh no, he's giving the the eviction notice, his specialty. (laughs) And he just throws him right out of the ring. Get out of my swamp. And so the idea that you can... Not only pull back people who are effectively retired, people who have passed away and all that stuff, put them all back together and recreate a storyline that, you know, similar storylines that's happened in the past. You can make whole stories or you could say, fuck it. I'm going to have a King of the Ring throw eight random people that, you know, would never be able to do this in real life just because of circumstances or they're dead and just watch who wins, who wins. Hmm. What happens if you throw three Stone Cold Steve Austins against John Cena? Well, John Cena would win because they wouldn't be able to see. Is you're going to be fighting three invisible wrestlers? Like, how do you win against that? They, they like Stone Cold. All three of them would just look around and say, uh, "Well, I guess he's not showing up." Then they'd leave the ring and they get disqualified for standing out too long. Then John Cena's like, "Now you see me." <laughs> And he's been in the ring the entire time. The whole time. <laughs> he's been hustling the whole time. It's like that meme about parents at home with their kids. They're like, you see the kid on the, the dad on the couch reading. And it's like, dad. And he goes, oh, no. oh he, he doesn't pulls, like this picture up <laughs> and puts it up. And it just looks like he's not there. And the kid's like, eh, and then walks away. <laughs> but that's just him. <laughs> Sorry, I made a comparison. I can relate to. <laughs> Thank you. So that's why I think, uh, I mean, as we all agreed initially, it's scripted and all that stuff, but I just think, like, I'm I'm trying to imagine, is there any games that, like, FIFA or whatnot that bring back, like, the old classic, the big superstars that retired or gave up? It's all current stuff, right? No. I think you can play, like, you can pull in Christian, or, like, not, like, if you wanted to play Ronaldinho, I'm pretty sure there's a way to play Ronaldinho, you know, like... Um. I or... think there is, um, it depends on the game, because uh, there's always, with every year, there's always a, when you do, like, a batch with your friends or whatever, um, there's always a, um, 
what do you call it a classics team or an all-star team and mm-hmm. i think that rotates uh, year by year so but it's not it's not like you can't just inject characters uh, at least well, I, I don't think, think some so. of them allow it like i think you can upload things sometimes like an nba 2k and stuff like that if you want to play as michael jordan he's av- it's available you know it's just a matter of the bring game back barry sanders playing. from the dead oh my yeah. god i with, yeah. with fifa not as far so as good. i know um except for like fifa ultimate team but that's a whole mess on its own so i don't want to talk about that <laughs> yeah, that's right oh no that's, right. that's a can of worms <laughs> so i think we got our we 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 went from never talking about wrestling once in our entire cmq career to like talking for at least 20 of the 40 minutes of it jesus <laughs> I'm ODing over here, just like ah! half the rest of this shit. Sorry, that was a bad drop. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh, wrap this bad boy up? Oh, I think we do our use and give mad props to birthdays and releases, and I, I feel good. Okay, okay. Glenn, could you uh, do game releases for me? What games are coming up this week? I would love to do release. Let me look at the list. How, how much right. would you love it? How hard are you for releases? Are you? Are you? Do you want to release that badly? I mean, I don't mind releases. None of these are particularly so whoa. standouts to me. Really? Um, <laughs> no, no. What about that one, though? Are you serious? Glenn. None of these. I don't care about any of these games. I see. So that see. may mean, if, if that's your reaction, maybe somebody else should do the releases. Because I don't care about any of these games. And I'm sure they're all very valid games. I never say games are bad unless it's uh, certain games. But different strokes i don't really care okay i am using my host powers since nick never segued himself into one he got glenn the left because i'm pretty sure that was his ploy the entire time what the fuck ever (laughs) nick will you do the game releases because there are there's the one a very important one i don't know which very important one you're talking about because i really don't care but i would love to do game releases tyler um can you smell uh, what I'm saying? Do you smell toast? <laughs> no, uh, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> starting off with March 23rd, we've got quite a big game actually coming out. Half-Life Alex on PC. It is it is a Half-Life game. It is not Half-Life 3, but it is it is a um, it is a VR first-person shooter uh, taking place before the events of Half-Life 2. Um, coming out cool. on the 23rd of March. Uh, is that the one? I have no idea. I don't think so. Uh, the next up is no, no, no. Um, The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3. Uh, initial release date. This is coming out. Hang on. March 23rd as well on PC. Initial release date was uh, sometime in 2017. September 28, 2017. This is a PC port. Um, yeah. Uh, worldwide PC port coming out from Japan this is an RPG game, uh, right up Cam's alley, I think. Uh, mm. Then next mm. we have a game called Coming Out, Bleeding Edge, on March twenty fourth. Bleeding Edge PC and Xbox One. Um, this looks like Fortnite to me, but it is not. This um, this is coming from Ninja Theory. Yes, Ninja Theory, famous for um, Hellgate, Senua's Sacrifice, and the DMC reboot. Um, as a multiplayer online combat video game, uh, no, uh, Devil May Cry. Oh, nobody, nobody rebooted Dips. I was like, did somebody reboot him? Did he start (laughs) rapping again? (laughs) I rise. (laughs) Um, (laughs) then next on the list, um, 
is a uh, is a game. I believe we have a game here. Uh, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4, March 27th, PS4, Xbox One, PC, Nintendo, Switch. If you are a fan of One Piece, this may or may not be the game for you. I have no idea. I'm stalling for time as I look this game up. It is an upcoming action-adventure video game. I'm pretty sure it's like Hyrule Warriors, Dynasty Warriors, that kind of thing, where it's uh, you play as your favorite character, you get to fight hordes of enemies and that kind of thing. And the fourth one, apparently. Yeah. Give me Hyrule Warriors 2, please. Um, Yeah, and this (sighs) is uh, coming from um, Bandai Namco. Uh, Sorry, that's the publisher. Developer is... Koei Tecmo Games. Sure. Omega Forced. I believe it. Um, And last on the least, which is I'm assuming because we haven't gotten reaction out of Tyler so far is what he's excited about, is uh, Saints Row 4 re-elected. March 27th Nintendo Switch. Um, Tyler, do you want to tell us about this game? Is this game excited? I don't know. Oh no, I was just fucking with you. Oh, okay, cool. Um, So Saints Row 4... Suckers! Saints Row 4 came out <laughs> um, originally in 2013. This uh, appears to be a uh, like a definitive edition, if you will, uh, coming out for the Nintendo Switch this year. Um, I guess this is a way, uh, still the trend of testing out um, older games and putting them over the Switch to test the hardware capabilities is still ongoing. Um, and this is uh, the latest in that uh, kind of vein of game releases. Hmm. Hmm. Saint Row, uh, Saints Row somehow going strong still, kinda maybe, or they just need more money. <laughs> I, I Either or, I can't tell. One of the two. Uh, the people that enjoy Saints Row games will uh, be happy to, you know, see it come out on the Switch for some reason. But okay, Glenn, hmm. yes, this day in the game, th- th- there's two of them. Do you see them? There is two. Both of them seem valid and important that I know of and I think are very neat. I did not play. Anyway, yes, I, I see them. Okay. I've, I'm glad you recognize the importance of both of them. I won't, oh, yeah. I'm I'm sorry for taking away your, your previous role for that one game you missed. <laughs> I can't believe you missed it. Uh, <laughs> take it away, my man. Okay. Um. So this day in gaming, which will be March 23rd on the release is uh, we have Detective Pikachu, which was released in 2018. So it is three whole years old on the 3DS, and that's the retail release in Japan. Oh, wait. The retail release original launch was in Japan in 2016. So it looks like that's the U.S. release. This is the U.S. release in 2018. So the original release in Japan was in 2016, and that was download only. 2018 was when it released retail everywhere. Uh, okay, cool. So yeah, yeah, we got it in the rest of the world, and then subsequently got so, a movie. That, ha- yeah. Happy second birthday. Yeah, I, I wanted to make the distinction very clear because it wasn't the f- original release, but it was the worldwide release, which I think was oh still significant. Um, so four and 20- second birthday. We're recording this on the are, 21st, are you, and I subtracted are, are you tired? from the date. I, dis- <laughs> I subtracted the year from the date. Um, yeah, you need so coffee, man. Birthday. Don't worry, you're I almost finished there. finished a whole cup. Get the IV. I need more. Uh, yeah, and then we have a very, very big <laughs> thing. Um, PS3 was released in both uh, US and Europe. Um, so, happy 13th birthday, PlayStation 3. Uh, that's my life. That's so weird because that's almost... It's over four months when it came out for uh, Japan and the States. Yeah. Um, I, so, uh, Glenn, I don't mean to pick on you, but that's not the U.S. That's Australia and Europe. 
Australia and Europe. Reading is hard, Okay, guys. there's U.S. and Australia. Don't hurt yourself, okay? Because uh, this was at a time when it was still um, the um, uh, distinction between NTSC and PAL. Uh, that's, I don't know what that that's means. That's fair. So there were two, um, essentially, video formats. NTSC, uh, which was widely uh -huh. used in um, uh, North America, and PAL, which was used in Europe and Asia. So essentially... Okay. Um, and it, it was also, the formats were also, uh, like, restricted of, like, the games. So, for example, with my PS2, if my cousin, who grew up in New Jersey, bought me a video, like, a game, a PS2 game, I wouldn't be able to play it because it was the wrong region. So it was essentially an early form of region locking. Yeah. Oh. Which is why when I bought my 3DS, I sp and this carried on all, all the way to the 3DS, I specifically bought an NTSC 3DS because it was closer to the time when I knew I was going to leave for college. So that when I come here, I could buy uh, yeah. 3DS games here and be buy okay. another system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that looks like Thanks, the... Uh, I was just going to say, thankfully, in this generation, we now got rid of region locking for the most part. Except uh, for platforms, I guess, technically. Can't throw that PlayStation 4 disc in an Xbox One yet. Why the fuck not? <laughs> right, the We're only form of... Working on that. The cross-platform stuff is getting there, but... Yeah, the only form of uh, region locking now is more hardware locking, um, so it still persists with uh, the refresh rates, or maybe it's the voltage, uh, like the cables are different for HDMI cords in Europe and North America, for example. So like the HDMI cords that I bought with me for my Xbox 360 weren't working over here, but the moment I bought an HDMI cord here, it was working just fine. And also the mm -hmm. input voltage differences over here, main voltage is 110 um, in, uh, sorry, is it 110 or 240? It's either sure. or. It's one country, so North America uses 110 or 240. Europe uses 110 or 240. There's a mismatch. And so, which is why um, I need to buy a transformer, a mini transformer for my PS2 to make the voltage match. Um, I can't remember oh. which one is which. Yeah. Wow. 110 is here. Okay. as making the chat confirm. So yeah, in Europe, it's 240. So I need to buy a step down transformer, which will take, uh, sorry, a step up, which will take the voltage here and step it up 110 and step it up to 240 and make my PS2 work. Because the input voltage is just not enough to give it all power. Of North America. That's yes, the generally. Yes. Okay. okay. Interesting. Good. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's going to be it for the show. For the show, I think it was Wonderful. a pretty good episode. Yeah. Talked about wrestling. Talked about games. Talked about <laughs> somehow managed letting Glenn make a sex reference out of a game that Nick's playing for the first time. But you know the, <laughs> the details there. Uh, <laughs> Really uh, whipping that one out. You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. All letters, one word. Nick, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitch and on Instagram at LR11 and on Twitter at LRThe11. All letters. If you want to yell at me for not liking Animal Crossing, come at me. I will probably ignore you because that's what I do to most of the notifications on my phone. <laughs> Glenn, where could people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, Twitter at Glenn Houston with two N's. Glenn with two N's and Houston looks like Huston. And you can find me on Twitch at Razeth, and that is R-A-E-Z-E-T. Nice. And if you want to check out the Casual Master Quest uh, Podcast Network, you can check us out on Twitter at CMQ Network, or you can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. We do have a Discord, which uh, if you want to join, feel free to click on the link that we have on our Twitter page. And last but not least, we have a D&D podcast called Casual Quest Masters, a 5th edition live play action-packed podcast where we have the adventures of Nick, myself, and a 4th member, Brandon, going, I would say against, but I shouldn't say that, going with the flows of the Dungeon Master headed by Glenn. 
And I'm pretty sure that's going to be it for episode 92. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. That was Glenn. That was Nick. And this was Tyler. And that was... Rest in peace, even though he's still alive. Stone Cold Steve's off in Steve Austin's <laughs> career. I knew I had to stutter sooner or later. I'm glad I did it on his name. Don't forget, the Never Stop the Grind. We'll see you guys next week. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.